This is COVID Connections on the Nile Boylan Show. Classic hits. And on the line, I have Francesca Malandri, who's an Italian author uh, from Italy, and um, they're coming out of lockdown at the moment. Good afternoon to you, Francesca. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, Italy, of course, was seen as the hot spot, I suppose, at one stage of Europe. Now it looks like the United Kingdom is. Um, and I suppose now we've seen a very quick, a reasonably quick exit for a country that was in a lot of turmoil only this time three weeks ago. So what's it like now? Has it changed much? Well, I think I told you already last time that I was your guest uh, a few weeks ago that, you know, you really have to think that Italy is actually two places. There is the northern part, which was the worst hit. Um, and then there is the rest of Italy. And mm-hmm. the rest of Italy has actually been doing pretty well. Uh, the lockdown has worked. Uh, the, um, the peak didn't happen. So we're actually quite happy with that. Okay, there, uh, there, hasn't, there hasn't been a second wave or a spike or no, anything like that. Yes, no. okay. Whatever has been done has been good. <laughs> okay. Because uh, things have been going pretty well. Okay, the, the last uh, the time thing, I spoke to you, I remember you telling yeah. me you had to have some sort of letter to even leave your house. Uh, yes. It, yes, it was yes. it was quite strict. I mean, much stricter than they've done here. Now, don't get me wrong. People up here, here in Ireland believe it's quite strict, but it was much stricter in Spain and Italy, particularly in Italy. Yes. And understandably at the time with 32,000 people dead. Um, but in saying that, what's, it, what's that like now? Can you go out now for a walk? There's no problem doing yes. that. And We can finally go out for walks. We can go in the park. Um, so there is a feeling, it's a very mixed feeling, so there's a lot of relief, of course, yep. as you can imagine. Also some confusion and fear and worry and expectation and uh, uh, the feeling that one doesn't dare to hope for too much, not to have one's hope dashed if a second wave comes. You know, it's a very, very complicated feeling. Uh, many people are saying that for them, regardless of the laws, of the rules, they will not change their habits so much if they can. So they will keep on staying home as much as they can because, you know, yeah. they don't trust. So there's a fear. The, the, I, I mean, I, and, and absolutely, a, there seems to be a global fear. Um, yes, some, of it, exactly. some of that fear is definitely warranted, but some of that fear is quite irrational as well. So in saying that, are people afraid to say, you know, because obviously you can go into a shop now. We've seen on the news, you know, some hairdressers are open, obviously keeping masks on them and stuff like that. But are people afraid to go and do those things? Well, um, the most worrying part is probably public transport. That's what really scares people. You know, the idea of being jammed in a crowded bus or in a crowded um, metro uh, train. So that is keeping a lot of people who can avoid it. Of course, not, not everybody can. Some people yeah. have to go out. Yeah. But those who can do try to avoid it as much as possible and or maybe use bikes. Uh, so, you know, it's a situation in flux. We have been, so to speak, let out of the, of the chicken pen <laughs> just yeah. a few days ago. So we don't really know. We will know in a couple of weeks, as you know, it's the time that uh, you can really say, uh, you can really see And what, is, what is the plan? I mean, in Ireland, we have a roadmap. Now, our roadmap has been criticised by many countries as to being too long. It's taking us about three months in phases, slow phases, to slowly mm. start, you know, getting business back up and running and only at restricted levels. So what has the Italian government done? Are there, are, is there phases or is there a roadmap to opening or mm-hmm. is it just, let, let's just do things quite quickly? I mean, what, what's the, what is it like? Well, that is what's a little bewildering for people, because as you said, as you mentioned, we we're coming from a very strict lockdown, probably the strictest in the world after China, I, I guess. And then suddenly it's 
not exactly a free for all because it's not a free for all, but um, the the phases are um, not so many. I mean, at the beginning of June, in theory, we will be able to travel finally abroad. We still don't know whether the countries where we will we'll go to will be open. Yeah, of exactly. course. If they will allow us, there's no point in plane flying if you're not allowed to get on it and go anywhere. I suppose. Exactly. But, but okay, exactly. so so your phases basically you're kind of back to business, so to speak. Um, now, obviously, with social distancing and masks and what have you as well. Yes. I, I'm, by the way, what what is the le- the the legislation in relation to masks? Do you have to wear a mask all the time, or do, only on public transport? It's not uh, compulsory, but it's strongly advised. Okay. And uh, there is a kind of, you know, social, con- mutual control. It, it, one, at least, I wouldn't feel comfortable in going out without a mask. Maybe not okay, even Okay, well, so even walking down, even like, I don't know, I, you know, if I was on public transport, all right, but if I'm walking down the street or through a park, would you, would, you wouldn't wear a mask then, would you? Well, I, t- I would take it off yeah. in, a, in a park if I'm alone and with everybody very far away. I would take it off. Okay, okay yes. but, but as I was saying, so these phases that you guys have in Italy uh, that the government have brought in has basically gone from this really strict lockdown to, in June, um, uh, business as usual in some sense. Um, Except schools. And that okay. is a very painful part of the situation. Because and why in all is this, that? Don't ask me because I, well, in a way I understand it. As everybody, I'm conflicted. I am also very ambivalent. So in a way, I understand it. Because the evidence um, seemed to suggest from the WHO and from everybody else that children are not these super spreaders or these little virus infections that we thought they were. That children, yeah. in fact, are not super spreaders no more than anybody else. So I, I don't see the reason why if we're letting well, people go back to work, reasons. they shouldn't be going back to school. Well, there are reasons. Of course, this doesn't mean that it's not very, very tough, especially for the children and for the families. But there are reasons um, because of how Italian schools are taught and so on. But so it's really, I, I don't feel in, I'm in the position to uh, what, say it's what's right your, or what's wrong your because it's so complicated. What's, what's your own personal conflict? conflict? Is, my conflict is that it seems to me that children have not been, as they should be, in my opinion, at the center of the, you know, whatever happens to society, should they should be the protagonists. They have been, uh, in my opinion, a little left aside from the discourse, from actually, you know, debating what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I would really like to say that uh, I think Italian society owes a huge debt of gratitude to, to teachers who have been so incredibly willing to keep up online and with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, distance. Those that They've have, done yes. Amazing, yes. amazing efforts. At all levels of schooling, from from elementary schools on to high schools, they have been really, with the health workers, I would say they're the real heroes of this lockdown situation. They have really kept, you yeah. know, the... But I, and the you're right, I think we have to going. look at children, because children are our future, of course, and they're entitled to their education. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, like Italy and many other countries, have treated children like some sort of social pariahs, which I don't think should be should have been ever been the case. No. You know, no. I mean, I mean, I mean it's happening here, know? by the way. Garden centers and places like that are banning children, uh, which I think is wrong. You know what I mean? I, yes. I, I don't believe it's right at all. I mean, they, there they, should be a way to make them be able to stay together and play together in safety. Yeah. And, you know, for instance, Scandinavian countries like Norway have been finding the ways. So why not? 
Absolutely. But he's, he's good practices. So I mean, it's, they're, they're it's equally important yeah. citizens of the country as well. They just happen to be younger. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, yeah. I wish you well, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you again, Francesca, at some point yeah, in, the, in the coming you, weeks. Yeah, thank you. Same to you. All right. Thank you very much indeed. All right. Now, let me go to Peter, who's in Malaga. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hola, Niall. Hola. Hola. <laughs> well, I mean, Allegro de Verte. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nice to catch up with you again, Peter. But just yeah. like Francesca in Italy, Spain have gone through a pretty rough patch, even though mm. most of Spain hasn't really been affected very badly. The main cities no. have. Um, in Malaga, mm. it hasn't been too bad. But of course, uh, of course, you know, we're using sledgehammers to crack nuts. So it's blunt, blunt mm. force when it comes to, you know, the legislation and the lockdowns. And mm. how's things in Malaga? Are they, are they getting back to some level <laughs> of normality yet? Well, I was speaking to you last week, you know, and saying we were going into phase one, yeah? So we're transitioning to the new normal, as they say. This is the start of it, isn't it, you know? Yeah. So we've uh, started phase one since uh, Monday. Okay. So we, we, we were on full lockdown here for 64 days, and the kids were trapped in for six weeks nonstop. Uh, so, the, uh, so now it's phase one since Monday. Okay. So we have uh, restaurants, pubs. Uh, open for fifty percent capacity outside only on terraces. Okay. See, we we can't even open so, the pubs till August. But go on. No, no. Considering like you were saying, we we were say Spain was the second you know sort of country after Italy is a big thing. So, yeah. but they did they did really lock it down and and take care of everything. You know, this is the thing. And but they seem to be opening up quicker. So, I mean, you've seen the Irish you know roadmap, which seems to be yeah. extending from here till the end of Doomsday. I mean, but yet other countries which were in a more serious situation than we were, including the United Kingdom, who want to get schools back open mm-hmm. by June and stuff like that, they're they're kind of opening back up quicker. I, and, and that seems yeah, to be the case in Spain the, too. The reason why, like Francesca just said, there is, is like Spain, big country, different parts with Andalusia in the south of Spain, where, you know, Malaga is the Costa del Sol, Marbella, eight provinces in Andalusia. Uh, there, was, there was, what, 1,358 deaths. And, and in my area alone, out of 68,500 population, there was 10 and 12,500 confirmed cases. So that's why we're in phase one. Madrid, Barcelona, up So 12,500 confirmed, because- confirmed cases, and there probably was a lot more cases, yeah. and 10 people died. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No, it were 12,500 confirmed cases in Andalusia okay. of an 8.6 million population. Oh, right, sorry. Out of that, 1,358 died so far. Okay. But where I live, where I live in Andalusia, Bella Madonna Costa, uh, 68,500 population, 10 people died. So it's different down here. Up the north of Spain, that's where most of it was happening, you know? And is that, so to, do with, is that to do with different the, favors. Is that to do with the age of the population, possibly? Also, Niall, yeah, because yeah. up there, the very north of Spain, there are a lot of retired and, yeah. you know, people and older and, and people more vulnerable, down here. Yes. It, it is. Yeah. It is to do with that. Also, vulnerable, yeah, vulnerability and uh, also probably a bit of weather. Mm-hmm. You know, different regions have different population of ages. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same in... in, in and are, people, you know? so, are people generally happy with the information they're getting? I know it's difficult for you because you have to translate everything, obviously, as an Irish person living there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. are the Spanish people generally happy with the information and that the government gave? Are they confident in the government's decisions? No, because the they're look the the in Parliament in Spain they've actually just announced today just to let you know this that coming tomorrow it's going to be mandatory wearing face masks everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. This is just breaking news now. Okay, everywhere apart from if you're walking around somewhere and you're one or two meters away from people you're okay, but otherwise everywhere it's mandatory. So there are protests all around the country because yeah. you know they don't. They and are, don't, those protests, are, are those protests? Are those protests getting worse? Now. I mean. It, 
is I've, yeah, no, yeah. I've noticed, for example, here in Ireland, I asked a question on social media going back four weeks ago. Do you agree and are you confident with the government's strategy and decisions? And, you know, 70% of people said yes, right? Out of two and a half thousand people mm-hmm. that answered, right? I did the same uh, question the other night on Twitter and again, two and a half thousand people voted on it. Now, it's not scientific, obviously, but mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I have 57% of people saying no, they're not happy with the government. So there seems to be a bit of a turnaround as we move on. There is, but also the in Parliament here, the other parties are not happy. They're only letting the, the, the current government in power do, they're going to announce another two weeks of 15 days of state of the alarm, okay? And uh, it's going to be till, till what, into June. So that's the last state of alarm legally they're allowed. After that, there's no more state of alarms, okay? It's just the phases. So right. they're going to go through five phases. So you're out of so the emergency stage, so to speak. So to yeah, speak. yeah. They, they can't do that anymore after this, and they've all agreed on it and this and that, you know? But see, that's the same here in Ireland. We brought in a sunset, but they call a sunset clause. But that sunset clause yeah. extends to November, which means the government have the right or, you know, and have the, the facility to legislate to remove us from the streets. So, but that legislation ends in November. Actually, do me a favour, Peter. Please stay with me there for a second because I know somebody who may not be able to stay with me too long. I want to go to Niall O'Shocknessy as well, who's an Irish paramedic living and working in New York City and was due to fly home to Limerick in June to get married, but uh, they had to cancel it, of course, because his wife is a nurse in New York as well. Uh, Good afternoon to you, Niall. Hey, Niall. How are you doing? Good. Okay. I mean, look, it's a busy time for a paramedic in New York City. Well, it certainly was going back a few weeks ago. Um, you know, when a lot of people sadly lost their lives. Yeah, it really was. I can say right now, it's almost like, I'm not sure if it's the eye of the storm here or the calm after the storm. That's the way we all feel and the way we're kind of looking at it, you know. But I can remember back in early, like, March, like, looking at what's going on in Italy, we were kind of, like, worried about if this hits New York really bad, how bad is it going to get here? And then a couple of weeks into March, you know, around St. Patrick's Day, the call volume definitely started to pick up and we could see there was a lot more, you know, fever cough, six call types, and then it went exponential. And then it went down the line of going from the fever cough, um, six call types to the fever cough, difficulty breathing, cardiac arrest call types. And it's something in my 15 years as a paramedic that I've never experienced and I hope to never experience again. And why do you think and, now New York was hit so particularly badly compared to the rest of the United States? I mean, um, there's two questions to ask. Is it A, I suppose you've got a dense population using subways and public transport together, and is the population older? It's, I think the dense population definitely has a lot to do with it, and I think the, the government here was kind of like slow off the mark. Um, I don't think, obviously the age population had a lot to do with it, and we know, we kind of knew beforehand for the 75 plus that it would be catastrophic, but at least me, in my personal experience, what I wasn't prepared for was, you know, the 40-year-olds or the 60-year-olds. And I know people are touching on, like, this underlying conditions and immunocompromised, yeah. but really, I saw so many 40 to 60-year-olds that maybe had high blood pressure, maybe had asthma. But these Diabetes or whatever, these people, yeah. yeah. But these are people going to work every day and had families and were active. And these were the people that stick out of my mind. And yeah, they were, they were underlying conditions number. that they were dealing with on a daily basis perfectly fine, correct. in other words. Yes. I, I, yeah, get, I get what you mean. And I didn't expect them to get so sick so fast and for the numbers that ended up, you know, actually dying. Okay, you well, know, I mean, America, America, I suppose, has been, I suppose, criticised and been a little bit slow off the market, probably about a week or two slower than everybody else. Uh, they've also been commended in the amount of tests they're doing. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to that whole thing as well. But there seems to be a certain, uh, I suppose, they want to get as 
Trump keeps saying, let's get America back open again. So what's the story now from a legal point of view in New York? Obviously, you know, it's still on a reasonable lockdown, but I did see the news last night and different states now are cleaning down the bars, cleaning down the tables yeah. and ready to open for Friday. So what, what's happening now in New York? It, it, it really is like, as far as I feel, it really is like a, a kind of a tale of two worlds here. You have the world of the, the frontline workers, the healthcare workers who, you know, saw complete and utter devastation. And then you have the people that are stuck at home and frustrated and want to come back to work. And even my own friends call me up and ask me, listen, is this as bad as what the news says it is? You know, is this really that bad? And I'm trying to convince them, yeah, it is bad and it's worse in a lot of cases. But at the same time, you know, I 100% get that the economy needs to open back up, that we need to get back to work, that people can't stay at home forever. And I think, personally, I think that, you know, the lockdown worked one to, you know, stem the flow of the infections and two it gets people a chance to learn how to live with this going forward because this i feel like this isn't going to wear for a very long time mm. so well, 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 well i hope it does I mean, I mean a lot of viruses do eventually subside and disappear um some don't unfortunately like swine flu and a few others yeah. who hung around for many many years so but but hopefully we can learn to live with it um, and we Please can, God, yeah, well, well absolutely, because we don't want to see people like you uh, too busy, obviously, uh, because you want to save lives and not be in a situation where you have to start doing triage, you know, because that's not what, we, what we'd ever want in the health service. Uh, but okay, so are the bars and restaurants back open now on, in New York? I know in some states they are, but uh, and I know Florida no, had a, a story there last night. The Florida Keys is back open again to fifty percent capacity for hotels, etc., and bars and restaurants. So what's what's happening in New York this week? So New York. Uh I think there was almost like a general consensus in the public that last weekend that, okay, we're tired of being stuck inside. We're going to start going out and about and interacting with people more. A lot of the stores that hadn't been opening are opening up, just like, um, you know, mobile phone shops, you know, a couple of hairdressers here and there. Hairdressers, you know, the they'd bar- be delighted to hear that here. The hairdressers <laughs> are open. They can get their I'm hair done. Sure exactly, I'm not sure if it's exactly legal, but they're giving, you know, the old knock at the window and they're putting them in, in the, back the back door. door. Yeah, yeah. I, I, did see, I did see an article yesterday in Brooklyn where they were renting out human parking spaces. Uh, these circles on the yeah, ground. I've heard that too. It's a bit ridiculous, to be honest with you. I don't, but it's, you know what it is, Noel? It's in this, in a city this size, with the few parks that we have, it's kind of like when you open up a park or when you tell people to get out and about and enjoy themselves, and absolutely people have to get out and about, it's very hard to control the flow of... People you know, go wild. They lose the run of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And even with the beaches now this weekend, there was some debate as to whether they're going to open up the New York City beaches or not. And in the end, the mayor decided not to because there's no control in this, especially if the weather is nice. So... Kind of like asking people to stay six feet away is, is great until there's a couple of hundred thousand people and then it's impossible. Yeah, it's probably the first time in history that Rockaway Beach is being closed, I, am, I imagine, because that wouldn't be the more popular beaches around. But and look, this is the weekend traditionally that the beaches open up Memorial Day weekend. Right, okay. Well, look, I wish you best of luck, by the way, and your wife, of course, who is in your there, and I know you're planning to get married as well, so I hope the wedding happens soon. Uh, congratulations. Well, we're, we're we actually changed the plans. We're going to head to Florida instead. Good man. <laughs> best thing to do. Right. Listen, yeah, right? thanks very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us, and I'm sure I'll catch up with you again. Nilo Shocknessy, who's an Irish paramedic living in New York. And I'm going to get back to Peter. Sorry, Peter, for, for leaving you on hold there. Yeah, I yeah, didn't mean yeah, to do that. Yeah. But unfortunately, he <laughs> had to get back to work. Um, but getting back to Spain, so when do, when do you think, according to the phase plans from what you can translate and what you can get from the Spanish government, mm-hmm. when do you think it's business as usual? 
Uh, well, they're trying to get the whole country into phase one, okay, uh, together, because a few are still in phase zero. So us down here are going into phase two, the Monday week, okay? Okay, that's, a, that's a quick other, change from last week to this next week for another every phase. Every two weeks, yeah. every two okay, weeks, yeah. That's good, yeah. So then the other places that were in phase one already are going into phase two probably next Monday. You know, and what, and what is course, phase two? keep an eye on things. What is phase well, two? Well, phase two would be, you could, I mean, for instance, at the moment with the pubs and restaurants, you can have 50% capacity tables outside, so they'll up that. The, you know, uh, other shops will open like... Um, Shopping centres, they're not open. Okay. The only shops that are open at the moment in phase one would be if your door directly goes onto the street. Nothing to do with you know, yeah. shopping centres. We're going to wait until the end there. of August before we get a shopping centre open here. Yeah, exactly. So, so phase two really just is opening. For instance, me, I, I'm, in a st- I'm in a state agent, right? Okay, as you know, down here. Yeah. And uh, we, we really can't do business because nobody's allowed to fly in until the end of June, you know? So most, most of the clients fly in, you know, to, right, to okay. purchase property. So we're stuck on that, you know. Okay. Uh, but the but at the moment, uh, what they're doing is preparing for phase two would be uh, beaches, and they're going to separate everything on the beach and put you know obviously special things in for COVID nineteen. They're going to make an app, another app, where you can access to see um, which beaches are open and the vacancy because they're only going to let so many people on the beach. Okay. So you can reserve a spot in the sand, things like that, you know. Reserve a spot um, on the sand, right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe the Germans will have the towels down there first, I imagine. Well, that's the thing that stop them. Because to be honest with you, you know, we're in the hot weather, so people come for the beach. But the thing, Niall, one thing to stress you with the pubs opening, it doesn't mean it's going to work because already uh, people are adhering, they're not running out, they're not running out like noon at six, you know, going, yeah. oh, I want to go to the pub, I want to go to the restaurant. Everybody's, you know, taking their time. A lot of people don't have the money either and they're holding on to their money. And the pubs are saying this, uh, you know, they're not really doing the business even at 50% capacity. Yeah, but um, they can't they get can't. that many people in, yeah. This is the thing, this yeah. is the thing. Because and they, they, they well, Malaga, I mean, it's well, no, Malaga relies on tourism. Yeah. And on that point, at mm, what stage are they going to allow sort of British and European tourists and Irish tourists back into it again? End of June. End of June. End of June is when they're going to allow that again. See, what they're doing is with the faces, they're getting all the beaches and the restaurants and the bars and everything ready locally, you know, to, to, to cater for that. So they've announced end of June. I, I know, no, as, as we speak, by the way, there's people at home gone online to book the holidays for the end of June in Malaga. So, <laughs> okay, so, but it's saying <laughs> that from go. what... Well, uh, they've said it. Yeah, but okay, because Peter announced it. But what, but what I'm saying is I, I believe that they're going to limit that. Uh, now, I could be wrong. But I did hear somewhere that they're limiting a yes. lot of these places are going to limit to certain tourist operators. So they're going to say, yeah. you know, well, maybe maybe two Hig, who are a big German operator, but also here in Ireland, they're going to say, we'll take your bookings, but nobody else's for the time being. Or we'll take, you know, a, a, a Ryanair, but we won't take Aer Lingus yet. Or we'll take Aer Lingus, but not Ryanair yet. So they're, they're going to be restricting it. And then maybe next week we'll start taking more. You know, that's what I hear. Yeah, restricting now, the uh, certain nationalities coming in and due with their COVID-19. And then they're talking about two weeks quarantine, but they're thinking of doing away with that and just do ah, so we can't have that. that's not going to work you can't no what's it. the point no yeah, exactly no. so so they're going this, to this uh, the Irish introduced this last week as well and that has to be taken away immediately because that and I, I know there was a lot of people giving it well, what's the point of us doing all this work if we're letting people into the country we have to let people into the country because that's we're part of Europe and people need to get over that fact and but, well, all the but I understand restrictions here need that yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you they can't need that. they need that you can't turn around to a tourist from you know from London or Dublin and say yeah you come, come to Malaga on holidays but you got to sit in your hotel for 14 days before you go out anywhere shit no one's going to do that 
Well, the only thing, exactly, the only thing about mandatory mask wearing from tomorrow, when you would come in, because they just keep hinting, 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 and now they're just doing it everywhere, you know, is that uh, in this type of weather and stifling heat and humidity, it's very hard to breathe oh, with you these can. masks on. I've tried, I've tried wearing a mask. I'm not good with them. I find them well, very what sweaty and difficult to breathe in. They're going to maybe bring in a situation to make things move faster. As anybody from 50 years of age or under can go out more, work more, because they're not as vulnerable. But that's a logical thing to do, yeah. And wear masks. But also people with asthmatic or certain types of illnesses won't have to, if you know what I mean. They have to just space it. So they're trying everything like that. I mean, look... We're transitioning to a new normal and we're never going to really go back to what it was. Ah, so snap, Peter. Don't be a doomsayer. Don't be the Grim Reaper here. No, but we have to. I don't want I see this quotation, the new normal. I don't want to. I'm going to ban that statement from this show. Well, you see, that's the thing. It's like repeat, repeat, repeat. No, let's go back to the old normal again. It's, we need to get back to the old normal. We're human beings. I don't want to, know, a new normal where we're all standing miles away from each other, roaring at each other in pubs. That's not going to happen. Well, well come <laughs> here. What's, what, what's, the, what's the cure for human beings? Uh, interaction, socialization. No, a disease, because then there's hope for a cure. Oh, right, okay, okay. Very <laughs> good, very good. Well, come here, look. Peter, it's been lovely talking to you again. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Hello? Peter. Yeah, did I cut you off oh, there? Yeah. No, just one thing that, that, sort of, that sort of worries me a bit is that um, uh, your man from The Who, Hans Klug, he's a European director. Yep. And he says he's got concerns that there could be a second wave of COVID-19 along with seasonal flu and measles. You know what I mean? So... Well, we'll we'll always get a wave of seasonal flu in and around October, and we would be very unlucky and unfortunate if it turns out that COVID-19 is seasonal, and we get that on top of the flu, and then we get an outbreak of measles as well because some anti-vax people are telling us not to get our kids vaccinated. So that's always a possibility. But I think we have to learn from this that lockdowns might not always be the answer either because we have to obviously protect uh, everybody else too. Well, yeah, do one beautiful thing before you, before you, yeah. before we go is that, uh, there's a big supermarket chain here in Mercadana. It'd be like a big Irish supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in Ireland. And the owner has decided to donate his 4.6 million salary to all the workers and everybody all over Spain in Mercadana in the supermarkets and also 65 million euros of his shares. That's keep brilliant. the businesses going and all staff paid. It's beautiful. You know, be nice. Oh, no, no. It is wonderful to see what some rich philanthropists are doing uh, during this particular difficult time. Listen, Peter, it's been lovely talking to you again. I'm sure I will catch up with you again. There's Peter, our good friend in Malacca, who's talked to us recently. COVID Connections on the Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.